Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I've chosen the movie or movies mm. or not movies? Videos? I don't know. We'll get into we'll it. Get into that. <laughs> Miracle Bunny 1 and 2 from 1988, directed by Minoru Kawasaki. <sighs> And let's play not our regular theme song, but the Miracle Bunny theme song. Yes. Okay, here we go. Take it away, Miracle Bunny. Before we dive into the film, I wanted to give a quick little plug for mm. our Twitter. Oh, yeah. So please go and follow us at SMSW Podcast. Send us an email at showmesomethingwrong at gmail.com. And most importantly, go to Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating. We watch The Miracle Bunny so you don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Miracle Bunny. Oh. Uh, in the katakana form, which I was, I was just saying uh. to you before, I really struggle to say this mm, word mm. in the Japanese form, but Mirakurubani. <laughs> nice. Pretty good? Pretty good. <laughs> Especially when you had to lift up your shoulders yeah. to say it. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is about katakana-fied English words. Kill me. I, 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 I guess it's because both the R's and L's are L's. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think it's like Mirakuru. It's, it, it's kind of like a tongue twister in itself. It, it is a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, so... Yes, this film, it's from 1988, or mm. films, I should say. Mm. And yeah, directed by Minoru Kawasaki. Yeah, I think I talked about it last time a little bit when I uh, mentioned that I wanted to do this film. The reason I chose this film, and one of the reasons, is that the last few films I've done have been not quite obscure enough, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, we did Skinner, Skinner, and what else did you do? Uh, Limbo. Limbo, you know, pretty, pretty easily accessible films. Sure. So I thought I'd choose something that is very, 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 very not fucking accessible at all. <laughs> and <laughs> extreme has... highs and lows. Yeah. Then. It's either one or the other. <laughs> exactly. So this one I think has, at least at this point, under 20 people <laughs> that have logged it on Letterboxd. Love it. And it's. I don't think this is a film that anyone's particularly excited to see, except for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will definitely appeal to a certain demographic though sure, some people sure. will fucking love this yeah. and i mean some people apart from you and me yeah <laughs> but we are the majority here. <laughs> yeah this is this is made for someone very a very very particular group for sure the majority of people will turn it off very quickly <laughs> <Yeah>. instantly <laughs> but yeah the other reason i chose this is that it's directed by minoru kawasaki right do you, do you know kawasaki's work what did he do well, do you want me to give you a little uh, background on... Oh, please Kawasaki? do. So, yeah, he, he's a director that's been around for a very long time. Mm -hmm. He made a lot of student films in the early 80s, and his first professional work uh, was a film called Earth Defense Girl Eco-Chan from oh. 1987. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. And I was going to talk about that today. Really? Yes. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. He did that? Yes. <gasps> yes. That confirms my suspicions. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. And, yeah, that's kind of like a ridiculous Ultraman parody, which, yeah, I guess we can talk about that a bit later as well. And already with that first film that he made, or first professional film, you can see the beginnings of his style, mm. which is very hard to explain, but kind of outrageous comedy and mm. parody, but also with weirdly genuine 
heartfelt emotions at times. Sure. And it's very hard to know when he's taking the piss. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that was his, his first work. He made two sequels to that film, to Eco Charm. Mm. And yeah, they would get even deeper into the whole U- Ultraman parody thing. And his hero, Akio Jisoji. Right. Uh, do you know who he is? No. Oh, man. He is fucking amazing. Right. Actually, you've probably seen something he's made before. Uh, he His most famous film is This Transient Life. Uh, uh, I've not seen it. He also directed one of the segments in Rampo Noir. Oh, yeah. So you might have seen that yeah, one. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but he was also the fucking greatest director of Ultraman. So right. anytime there's an episode that's directed by him, you're like, here we fucking go. Because <laughs> he's basically this very strange experimental filmmaker. Mm. And they let him just go hog wild on Ultraman. Awesome. So this guy, Jisoji, he's basically the hero of Kawasaki. Yeah, Jisoji ended up being a supervising producer right. on Kawasaki's films and working with him. Uh-huh. So yeah, that ended up happening for uh, Kawasaki on his later films. So then Kawasaki throughout the... 80s through to the early 2000s was just prolifically productive. Right. Just has made so much fucking shit. A lot of kind of bizarre monster movie parodies, trashy softcore films like Super Erotic Businessman. Oh, I think <laughs> I know him. I think I know him. <laughs> you know a few Super Erotic <laughs> Businessmen? And yeah, adaptations of the manga uh, Miss Machiko. Do you know Miss Machiko? No. Oh, fuck, mate. You, we should look at a lot to learn. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's demented, mate. It was a show that I think... It was like an anime show and a manga. I don't know who it's for. Mm. Because my friend that showed it to me before I knew about Kawasaki mm. making a, a movie of this Miss Machiko thing, she was like, yeah, I watched it as a kid all the time. But it's like full of nudity. And it's just this teacher and all her perverted students. Like, oh, wow. on her. Don't know what the fuck's going on there. Um, but yeah, he directed a bunch of stuff like that. He ended up going on to actually work on Ultraman shows. Hey. So he wrote a few episodes of Ultraman Tigger in the 90s, which is a, a really good Ultraman show. And then in 2004, mm. this is when he kind of found his audience, I guess, and really kind of perfected his style. Mm. And he sort of moved away a bit from the direct parody sort of stuff that he was doing. And yeah, in 2004, he directed probably his most famous film, which is a great movie called The Calamari Wrestler. Oh, of course. Also mm. known as Ika Wrestler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fucking great. And that, that, that film like really sums up mm. like Kawasaki's style. So mm. it follows a wrestler who also happens to be a giant squid. <laughs> and even though that concept sounds ridiculous, it's not really approached with the style that you would assume it would be because it's sort of presented as if it's like a real human drama yeah yeah, yeah. they barely acknowledge the fact that he's a squid (laughs) it's just that's just part of it he's just just a squid interesting it's so did he also do the shrimp boxer film was that him shrimp boxer yeah i don't know what that is (laughs) something similar lines the calamari wrestler i I don't know there's a shrimp boxer boxer. oh you gotta watch that did he do the koala film as well right 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 so this is when it all kicks off so 2004 he does eco wrestler Uh or calamari wrestler and yeah he gets that style which is like this blend of kitchen sink drama with some kind of giant monster or animal then in 2005 and 2006 he just kept like banging out these great kind of similar sort of themed films so he did Mm. executive koala as you mentioned in 2005 and crab 
goalkeeper. I've not seen Crabby Crab goalkeeper, goalkeeper in uh, 2006. <laughs> you can imagine they would be good goalkeepers. Though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, because they like run from side to side. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. it's just so appropriate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all of those, these films, they all have the same kind of tone, which oh, is yeah. very hard to define, but it's almost kind of deadpan in the way that it's presented. And they've, mm. they've got this TV, Japanese TV haze over the, mm. the whole style of it. Yeah, so that, that that was his sort of biggest period, 2004 to 2006. And, yeah, just some other films I thought I'd mention from his career that I, I really like. Uh, Neko Ramen Taisho. That sounds pretty good. From 2008. So it's based on a manga about a cat who runs a ramen shop. Oh, what more do you want? <laughs> Outer Man from 2015, which is, if you're a fan of Ultraman, yeah. it's fucking amazing, this film. So it's this very kind of straight-faced satire of Ultraman mm. where it's set in this world where all these uh, the tokusatsu show that's really popular yeah that has been around since the 60s so this a version of Ultraman mm. has actually just been alien propaganda <laughs> to prepare the world <laughs> for <laughs> an invasion it's an amazing film he also did and I've talked to you about this film before because when I saw it it really shook me it kind right. of it was kind of upset me right. a film called The World Sinks except world. Japan from yeah from 2006 and you know we've talked a lot about i think maybe Mm. even in the suburb murder episode we talked a bit about japan's Mm. kind of underhanded hatred of foreigners oh yeah that's a film that's basically about that so the world right right the world sinks Mm. except japan and japan has this massive influx of foreigners and it's just about how they they deal with that, and it's oh, very wow. uncomfortable to watch as a foreigner living in Japan. They went through all that effort to make a movie just to show how yeah. much they hate foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> and my absolute mm. absolute favorite of his films, and if you watch anything by him, this would be the biggest mm. one that I recommend: Rug Cop. <laughs> uh, rug, the, as, as in a rug, a floor rug, as in a wig, a rug. The Japanese style Zuradeka. Uh, from 2006, and it's just about a cop with a wig <laughs> that he uses as a weapon. Oh, wow, that sounds great. And it, it's just fucking perfect. It's such a good film. Does he, like, does he throw it like a frisbee? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's done as a... You know those, like, sort of crappy daytime Japanese cop shows? Mm-hmm. It's it's done in that style. Right. And, again, kind of deadpan. And, right. Yeah, other than the fact that he's got a wig that he uses as a weapon, it's fairly... <laughs> Like and this is by the flat. same director? Yes. Oh, yeah. man. I, ne- I need to go through more of his filmography. Yeah, I, I really love his stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I just did a little search on that uh, shrimp boxer I mentioned before, thinking of the same guy. Because if you just look at this uh, this picture, you got all of Kawasaki's films and then shrimp boxer up top. The Japanese title is uh, Ebi Boxer. Mm. Doing a search, though, it's uh, it's by a, a foreigner. Like, oh. some, some fucking foreigners. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, by some guy called Mark Locke. And it's called Crust. The the English title is Crust. Made in two thousand three, but it's about an ex boxer, but who's a shrimp. Okay, so yeah, it, so it, it seems like it's very much in the same vein as Kawasaki's sure, movies, sure. and it also <laughs> often gets associated with Kawasaki's movies. But it's a completely foreign production. Interesting. Yeah, it's the first I've I've heard of that one. Crust. There you go. Hmm. Anyway, enough about that guy. <laughs> All right. So that is a little overview of Kawasaki's career. So going back to Miracle Bunny, this comes very early in his career. Yeah. This was made right after Earth Defense Girl mm. Ego-chan. And it's very hard to find much info about mm. this film. It's not a very talked about film. 
So when I was researching this, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I can't find anything about it. So oh. I got onto Twitter and sent Kawasaki a message. No way. <laughs> and basically just did a little interview with him. Awesome. About, purely about Miracle Bunny. Oh, brilliant. He must have just been like, what the fuck? Like, why is some <laughs> of all the guy films asking me about Miracle Bunny? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that a lot of the information that I'll... I'll share throughout this has been, you know, given to me from Kawasaki. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Was that Japanese back and forth? Yeah. I got, uh, Tana to, uh, translate the questions and then, yeah, translate what, what he replied. Oh, brilliant. Oh man, I'm pumped to hear that. He was really fast getting back to me as well. Oh yeah. It was great. I don't think there's many messages about Miracle Bunny coming through. (laughs) (laughs) This could be the first one from him. So Miracle Bunny, I I wanted to talk a bit about its production, how it came Mm. to be. So Miracle Bunny was an image video project of the idol Eiko Kuroki, Mm. who we'll talk about soon. And it was sponsored by a company called Tairiku Shobo. Right. So initially it was meant to just be an image video, which we'll talk about in in a sec. And then he just, he like gave this suggestion of, oh, how about we make it an actual narrative Mm. film? And he wrote the original story for this. So initially it was meant to be just this thing called an image video. Mm. So what what is an image video? <laughs> well, can, can I can I jump in? Yeah, yeah go cool. For it. Right. So an image video is what what I like to kind of summarize it as. It's almost like a non-interactive interactive video with a like grab your idol, and you normally get like this girl. Uh, it's it's not an adult video. Mm. There's not there's not like sex, but it's it's kind of erotic. Mm. You know, so you you might get a a model going to the beach or playing in the swimming pool, mm-hmm. but it's almost like she's like playing with the camera, flirting with the camera, mm-hmm. so that the the audience feels like they are there with them on holiday with them, playing with them in their like fucking bathing suit and playing catch ball <laughs> with them. It's it's a very odd, somewhat interactive but non interactive moving picture is the only way I can describe mm-hmm. it as. It's like you're looking at photographs of someone's holiday. Yeah. But in a movie version, yeah, 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 is how I summarize it as. Yeah, and that's that's a good way to put it as well. Like, it's not an adult video, mm. but its purpose is... It, there's a connection there, right? It, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's very suggestive. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And you mentioned the term Gravia mm. Idol there. Mm. So what is, what, is, what is that then? Gravia grab Idol... Or you know, do you want me to? Do you want me to yeah, you probably got a better understanding of this because for me, they're just they're just women in swimsuits. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of it. So I've always heard that term, mm. "gravia idol," mm. and I never really put any thought into what it meant mm. outside of their women in swimsuits doing these Shh. image videos. Sure. But yeah, the the term originates from the term "photo gravure." Gravure. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. This was from the days of magazines having, I think, like, some pages that Mm. were in color and the rest was black and white. Mm. And those color pages, it was like a a kind of printing technique in color and they were for the babes. You know, they would have, like, hot babes on these pages. And then the ugly ones in black and white. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not really a technique that's used now, this, uh, this sort of printing technique. And... Yeah, but these photos were basically aimed at male audiences. Yeah, with poses or activities that are like pr- provocative or suggestive, mm. playful, but not like aggressively mm. sexual, right? Yeah. So this, yeah, the gra- gravia idol mm. in Japan 
they're going to wear clothes. They're not going to be nude in mm. this, but a bit, a bit saucy, it's but not too saucy. More often than not, they disrobe down to their underwear and. Mm. And I don't want to get too dark. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, but the thing that really creeps me up, creeps me out about this Gravia Idol thing is that a Gravia Idol, because it's not necessary, it's not porn mm. necessarily. A Gravia Idol could be as young as like a preteen girl, mm. Mm. so they could start at that sort of age, yeah. and they're essentially making these image videos or photos that are basically being used as wank material yeah essentially it's fucking grim yeah. I, I i was wondering whether i should uh tell this story but since you brought it up okay oh god so getting dark we're only a few minutes we're like 20 minutes in this was dark. supposed to be a nice one about a bunny but yeah <laughs> oh. i um i wasn't aware of this uh category if you will of this kind of essentially you know children doing these um these grab your idol shoots. And I was, when I, when I arrived in Japan, I was walking down a uh, Nippon Bashi, which is a high street, um, lots of DVD shops, etc., etc. I was walking down. I saw like this kind of sign outside uh, a building and it was like, you know, DVDs, VHS, maniac. And like, like all kinds of weird stuff. Basically, as, as you know, Dave, like pretty much any DVD shop in Japan is essentially a porn shop. You know, they sell primarily porn films. Anyway, they had all this stuff, including the VHS section, and but it was like it was on this fucking weird hand-drawn sign. So I don't know if it was like a pop-up or it was like just newly opened. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll see what it's about. And uh, I went into this really kind of dodgy-looking building. It was very run-down. I was uh, ascending the stairs, and there was like blood on the stairs. What? Yeah, there was like pools of blood and bloody tissues on the stairs. I was like, what the fuck is oh. going on here? Carried on up to the, um, I think it was on like the seventh floor or something, but there was no other shops in that building. Mm -hmm. It was was really, really (laughs) odd setup. And so I hopped over these pools of blood, went into this DVD shop. And the first, you know, there's all these like, you know, old salary men like scouring around, looking at stuff. And it seemed like, seemed like a seemingly, seemed like a seemingly, (laughs) it was was seemingly just an average porn shop. And I was looking around and then I noticed like, a lot of the stuff they were selling was like handmade stuff. So you got like secretly filmed oh. cheerleading videos oh, or like no. underskirt videos, that kind of stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This this isn't like professionally printed, like released DVDs from porn films. These are independently made by some random dude kind of thing. And then I found the uh, the Grab Your Idol section. And mm. I was like, what the fuck? These are all children. Mm. And I felt so sick to my stomach. Not only were there fucking kids in, not obviously, again, like you said, it's not porn, but but yeah. it could easily, you would never be able to bring it into another country. No. It would get classified as child porn immediately. And I thought I had like stumbled into some fucking child oh, porn God. ring. Oh, and I was God. like, oh my God, if like the police come in now, mm. I'm fucked. I need to get the fuck out of here. I felt so sick. Yeah, I've, I've had not to the level of that experience, mm. but I, the first time I found out about this stuff. Like I remember being in book off mm. and book off is like a chain of second hand book and DVDs mm. and stuff like that. Big, massive, massive chain, yeah. huge chain mm. everywhere. And I remember looking through like the, the DVDs there and I don't even think I was in the porn section. I don't even know what section no, it was, but because they're not classed as porn. Sure, sure, so yeah. they get like, 
mm. put next to the Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I pulled out this Gravia Idol thing with these, mm. you know, kids on it that looked, you know, I don't know, like 11 or something mm. in like swimsuits. Mm. And it just, it looks like porn. Like mm. the way it's, the way it was kind of labeled and the way the shots look, looked like mm. porn. And I had the exact same feeling as you of just being like physically sick. And mm. it actually, for a moment, there's it's moments like that where you feel a, a bit, angry at japan oh well. yeah right oh yeah 100%. I, it's, it's just like what do you what i, I know I, I i just don't get it i don't understand i've never got that side of japan and i think it's something that people don't really talk about that much like mm. foreigners what do you call them we 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 guilos weeaboos who we, are weebos weebos oh i think i don't know what it is some but you know internet term yeah I don't the know. ones that like obsess over japan oh yeah like they yeah japanophiles Japan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like word, right? <laughs> but like they, yeah, I feel like that stuff gets glossed yeah. over. How how much kids are sexualized here? Mm. It's, it's really gross. It's it not only gross. this Gravio idol thing, but you know, ac- other idols like you know, musician idols as well. Like having mm. these little kids in bands, all these creepy old men that that come and oh, watch their shows. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the amount of times you, like, walk around town and you see, like, some fucking gross man walking around with, like, a baby metal t-shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, that was a dark turn that we took there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> God. Everyone's just like, we'll check the stats for uh, this episode. Everyone just drops off the moment we start talking about this. But anyway. Bear so- with us, guys. <laughs> so bear with us. <laughs> So just to wrap up the Gravia Idol thing, so oh, we're going back. Into yeah, no, just, just a very quick one. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean all Gravia Idols are kids. We're no, not no, saying no. that, mm. but that just happens to be a subset of it. But basically, they have professional photo books, mm. uh, DVDs, image the, the image videos that we're talking about that are made for fans. And as you said, they're kind of like, yeah, not interactive, but kind of interactive mm. <laughs> kind of videos, and a lot of you know, big idols in Japan launch their careers in this field mm. as well. And so Eiko Kuroki, mm. the star of Miracle Bunny, mm. this is basically, in a way, an image video for her mm-hmm. as a Gravia idol. But Kawasaki has kind of morphed it into something else as well. So this this is lives in this weird space between image video mm. and something else. I don't yeah. know, just like yeah. V-Cinema or it's something. It's very light on the image, isn't it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so a little bit about Eiko Kuroki. So she was born in Shizuoka, but she was raised in Tokyo. Born in 1969, so she was very young when she was she was in this. And in 1985, she graduated from junior high school, and she was scouted uh, while she was in Harajuku by yeah, like a model mm. scout, and that's when she started her her career mm. as a model. And she was on a late night variety show called 11 p.m. Right. Have you ever heard of this before? No. I think it's a it's a really big show that has run for like a very very long time. So this this is a TV TV debut. Mm. I couldn't really. The show was a bit too specifically Japanese for me to make any sense of. But right, <laughs> it's right. basically like a variety show, and they would have some young babes on it. And she was one of the babes. One of the babes <laughs> in the <laughs> 80s that she was on that. She went on to appear in a few movies in the late 80s, but really just a tiny handful, like not Mm. much at all. And she's probably best known 
for the original video film called Star Virgin mm. from 1988, so the mm. same year that this came out. Uh, have you heard of that yeah. before? So, yeah, it's not directed by Kawasaki, that film. It's directed by someone called Ichiro Omomo. 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 Ichiro Omomo. <laughs> and this kind... Oh, my God. <laughs> this kind of... Fucking hell. I went down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to get too sidelined, but he made this film called All About Mighty Lady. Do you know what that <laughs> no. is? We might be doing that on... on oh, okay. I, I watched it a while ago and, and had forgotten about it, but then realized Star Virgin was by him as well. But... You know that fucked up, like, we might have even talked about it in the pub before, that weird human doll stuff oh, in Japan. Oh, yeah. I think he might be the guy that essentially started that. Oh, fucking and hell. I found his YouTube as oh, well, no. and just, oh my god, I, I was... That's a rabbit hole. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, we gotta, oh, we gotta do this for the pub, <laughs> but I'm gonna need, like, six months to research this one. <laughs> Yeah, Star Virgin is, <laughs> yeah. is not the human doll mm. thing, but it's basically Kuroki is the hero of the film and she transforms into like this hero with like armor, armor bikini, mm. which I was reading about like, oh, it's the first film to ever feature armor bikini. I'm oh, like, okay, <laughs> is that a thing? It is now. (laughs) Also, if you look it up on YouTube, there's a pilot of the film that I think is better than the film itself of Star Virgin. Mm. And in Star Virgin, she does. I wanted. I really wanted to talk to you about this. The puffed out, cute face. Oh yeah. You know, in Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like so in Star Virgin, she's doing that constantly, just like (laughs) "Mm," the whole time. (laughs) I remember the first time I saw that face, like years and years and Mm. years ago, when I first visited Japan, and I saw that on TV, like a girl doing mm. that face. Yeah. I, I went to, I was talking to my partner. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> the fuck is that face? She's like, oh, it's meant to be cute. I'm like, what? That's meant to be <laughs> yeah, cute? Yeah. It's just, a, it's baffling. <laughs> this kind of puffed out cheeks and like, yeah. and like kind of doing a mm, Yeah, face. it's like a weird like pout, pout with your lips and your <laughs> cheeks all inflated. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Karuki is the master of doing oh, that. She's like nonstop in that film. Oh, mate. <laughs> but yeah, after 1990, yeah. that was kind of just the end for her. She okay. disappeared and there's nothing about her. Huh. I sat through a 14-minute fucking video about the babes from 11 p.m. <laughs> trying to find out more about her and her segment was like, yeah, she disappeared after 1990. No one knows anything about her career after that. Oh, fucking hell. So, like, all right, guess she, I don't know, retired and disappeared from the public mm. eye. And if you search for her on YouTube, mm. you'll be see you'll just be seeing a lot of image videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot. Does of she those. do the uh, pelt face in the image videos? I feel like that it was a star the Star Virgin uh-huh. film only. Like that, oh, okay. or like that really kind of I, the director must just love that face. Maybe it was, honestly, it was it was it was of the time. I guess, I guess yeah. you don't you don't really see that too much nowadays, do you? Do you reckon it's not a, not a thing anymore, or not I, as much? I mean, I don't really hang out with that many young, cute, eleven p.m. babes, <laughs> so <laughs> so I don't really know what's what's big now. But oh, bad, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Well, let's get on to to Miracle Bunny itself, then. So Miracle Bunny one and two. There we go. So this was split into two parts. According to Kawasaki, this was only ever released on VHS, never in any other format. Don't think there's any other plans for it to be released not, in not any surprising. other format. <laughs> and yeah, it was released basically as an image video for fans of Kuroki 
but it's also got this narrative. So it's, yeah, mm. again, somewhere in between. The production period was two weeks, which seems like quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was shot in Tokyo and somewhere else, which we'll get to later. I have questions. Because... <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a pretty funny one. So let's get into the film and, and throughout it, I'll, I'll sprinkle in those uh, facts right. that, that Kawasaki go. told me. So straight away, opening titles, silly fucking song that we we, Love we played instead of our theme mm. song today. Some wacky VHS effects. Yeah, VHS. <laughs> like this sort of shitty static right? <laughs> video effects. And I love it. The, the first thing you see are these bunny ears. <laughs> slowly appearing in the frame from the bottom up into frame and then the title comes out up Mm. miracle bunny (laughs) knockout stuff now this song like i I don't really know but would this be class as city pop or oh that's a good question it is it is city pop sounding prelude to city pop i'm I'm not a big expert on on city pop so that's big now isn't it that's having a revival Oh man, it's it's annoying because there's some bands that I like that fall into that mm. category. You can't find their their records anymore because they've just been slurped up oh, by by all the uh, city the guys. pop weebos. <laughs> city pop weebos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was wondering listening to this song if it was Kuroki singing because she's mm. an idol. It's not her. Mm-hmm. Don't know who it is. Kawasaki didn't mention who it was, but it, it isn't her. I but, think it says in the yeah in the opening it's like Imai something. Right, like, right. Okay, the name Grant. Yeah, th- this title sequence is fucking great. So just silhouetted bunny woman <laughs> dancing around. And what else do we see in this? Like, pineapples. Pine- we see pineapple. pineapples also dancing. Pineapple men, like you said, with the bunny ears coming up into the frame yeah. from the bottom. You see this green little tuft of pineapple hair. Like, I think already from this title sequence, I'm like, oh, I, wanna- I got to do this for the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw those pineapple men, I tell you the thing that I was most taken back by with this title sequence is that there are four assistant directors for this. <laughs> Yeah. They have a director and four ADs <laughs> for this fucking 30-minute image video. How? What were they all doing? The, the, the crew is massive. Yeah. What were they doing? Oh, who knows? Who knows? I also loved it in this song. I, I, I was watching this with Tana and getting her to translate stuff that I didn't understand. Mm. And she was saying, I'm like, what, what's, the, what's the lyrics of this song? She's like, ah, it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> It's just like describing what a bunny looks like <laughs> and sort of cute, cutesy kind of lyrics and stuff. So yeah. not not important to uh, to the plot. It's so, no it's no uh, worm eaters that tells you where the story's going. No, not not quite. So then we we cut to a pretty unexpected location for a film that's about a bunny woman. Oh yeah, we, we cut to an office building mm. and we've got this ridiculous montage. Of all these salary men mm. and office ladies working like crazy. It's yeah. all kind of sped up footage. Oh, uh, I loved it. <laughs> and like all this classical music's playing. And they're like doing fucking random calculations. Mm. <laughs> it's like shut up a calculator. <laughs> like doing it. It's all like fast motion. I thought it was oh, great. It's so good. Like seeing the uh, the office setting, but no no computers on the desk yeah, as well. That's, that's true. Like, wow, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a wild time to be doing office work. Yeah, I love that. This film is very much like late 80s. Mm. Showa era Japan, which was really interesting to get a glimpse into. So then an alarm rings. Oh yeah. Which I, I was like, well that's fucking stupid. There's there's no such thing as, as an alarm at work. And Tana's like, oh, is it for lunch? No, that's normal. Is it? Apparently that's is his it? name. The fuck? 
I've an never alarm. worked in a place where it has an alarm. <laughs> an alarm goes off and everyone goes to lunch. Which I was also thinking, like, mate, Japanese people do not leave work that suddenly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, they will make sure the task is finished. They will stay yeah. <laughs> way over time. Yes, but the an alarm rings. Everyone gets up to, to go to lunch, except this bespeckled young lady <laughs> called Miko. Who, who was is, it, Miko? Uh, what did you think it was? I thought it was Biko. And I was thinking, is B like for bunny? Like, uh, every time they said her name, I heard it was like Biko. Really? Like, hey, Biko-chan. And I was like, oh, it's going to be fucking bunny. Is it Miko? We, what, when we watched it, we thought it was, it was Miko. <gasps> Fuck. Mind I blown. I mean, it could be Biko. Well, I was saying that, but Biko is not a name. No. That, that's, that's <laughs> so that's quite, why I was like, weird. is it B for bunny? And Ko is like an oft- is like a suffix right. often used in like yeah, girls' yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, is it like bunny kochan? Or- Fuck, I mean, you could be you could be right. We I could we be wrong. Would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what should I call her? Biko or Miko? Oh, God. Guys, we just paused <laughs> recording and we have a huge, huge bit of news for you. <laughs> Is it that big? This is big news. This is big, big news. It is not Miko. Guy is in fact correct. It is Biko. It's Biko for Bunny. Fucking hell. I watched this fucking thing three times and every time I heard Miko. Picked up your fucking ears then. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, holy mackerel. This is just mess with my head massively. To give Tyner a karate chop later. (laughs) So... Our leading Miracle Bunny lady, Biko, <laughs> who at this point doesn't look like a bunny. She's a very grim looking mm. office lady. Oh, yeah. She's got glasses on and they've really gone apeshit on, on the makeup. Yeah. Like they've sort of given her bags and spots oh, under yeah. her eyes. And yeah, I was kind of shocked when I first saw her. I'm like, this is... Miracle we're, Bunny. This we're is watching uh, an image video of this haggard old <laughs> <Yeah>. office lady. <laughs> but yeah, another office lady comes over and uh, approaches Biko hmm. and asks her to come to lunch. And she turns around and there's this amazing shot that's like, that's like really close <laughs> yeah. on uh, Kuroki's face. Hmm. And it's kind of lit from underneath with like yeah. this red light. Really garish. Yeah. And she she refuses to, to come to, to lunch at that point. I <laughs> She's still love working. it. I love it. And the thing I also loved about this is the, uh, the, co- the her co-workers are all, like, really, like, pretty office ladies, and they're always, like, framed and lit really nicely. <laughs> and when they look at um, Biko's character, <laughs> yeah. the framing is always off-center. It's yeah. always, like, tilted and really garishly lit. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's so great. She's like, what does she want you to No, I don't want to go to lunch with you. So then in the canteen, the work, the work canteen, oh, the yeah. office canteen. Yeah. All those office ladies are at a table chatting away together. Biko comes in, sits far away from them, mm. sits by herself. And she eats while the, the other babe office ladies gossip about her and it's all sort of sped up as well there's a lot of sped up footage in this film it's like because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they they complain about her and as biko's eating she's she's eating a curry right and she's mm. putting the carrots separating the she's carrots separating the carrots and refusing to eat them which so, is odd for well, a for a miracle bunny it is odd but she's a miracle bunny in denial 
Miku is <laughs> denying her buddiness. She's <laughs> <laughs> a miracle buddy in denial. <laughs> so then we cut it's to like the... It's like a deep-rooted shame, isn't it? She <laughs> yeah. doesn't want to admit that she's a bunny. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. We're going to see a lot of a lot of that in this film. Mm. So then the, the office ladies... Office babes. The office babes. <laughs> they're, they're in the toilet... Not, not, not. It sounds they're, they're in the they're powder toilet. room. They're in the powder room, and they're talking about how much they they dislike Biko. So they're like, "Oh, why is she so gloomy? Yeah. How does she live like that? How did she even get a job at this company?" Mm. And they claim that you know she knew someone, and that's how she got the uh, job. I had to re- I had to look this up because they said like she came in through the Connor. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is Connor? And it's like short for connection. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. She, she has some, some, kind, of some kind of connection with someone. Connor in Japanese. Which is not something we ever hear about again. Yeah. They just use yeah. it as an excuse to create this gloomy, mysterious character. Yeah. About her, yeah. But they, they don't. Uh, yeah, apparently this like this connection Connor thing that has a very like negative image surrounding right, it. Right, right. So right. they just really painted that bad picture yeah, of yeah, her. Yeah. So Biko walks in. They all stop talking, obviously. And they. They watch her, the office bully babes, <laughs> watch her as she goes into a toilet cubicle. And I love this because it's like instantly the toilet flushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she goes in, the office bullies leave, and Biko looks at herself in the mirror, looking very bleak. Mm. Bags under her eyes, looks horrific. <laughs> it's because she's not been eating her carrots. She's not been eating her carrots, she has no energy. She looks really bad. Mm. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, oh, man. So, <laughs> some bunny ears pop up and shoot out of her head, shoot out of her head. Like, through her hair, on top of her head, and she like frantically tries to like conceal them again yeah. under her hair. <laughs> so I guess she's like living this, in this constant state of fear where yeah, any yeah, moment yeah. her bunny ears could just shoot out of her head <laughs> and just like, keep keep constantly making sure they're like tucked away under her hair to hide the shame the shame of her, her bunny <laughs> bunny life <laughs> oh god so then we're back in the office the bell rings again this time to I guess mark the end of work wish I had one of those at, at my office oh Christ yeah get out on time and then we meet the hunk <sighs> oh man of the office He's got some serious eyebrows on, hasn't he? This yeah. guy, fuck you know. He's a real Showa era, mm. late eighties hunk salary man. Saijo, I think was his name. Was it? Yeah, Saijo. He approaches her, ignoring the office bully babes, because they're like, "Oh, he's such a hunk. We love him." He goes right past past them. Oh yeah, and approaches Biko. Biko. He asks her out, gives her his card. And says he'll be waiting for her. <laughs> Which he, like, throws at yeah, her. Yeah, that's right. He sort of <laughs> he flings at flings her. This shot, like, was really odd for me. Because you see him, like, it's almost like he's looking at the camera, flicks his card towards the camera, like a yeah, point yeah. of view type shot. But then <laughs> yeah. we cut to, like, Beaker. And his card is on, like, a bit of string. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what's that about? Were they going for some kind of, like, camera trickery? I don't, I don't know. But it's, it's like, attached hilarious. to some string. Yeah. What the fuck were they doing? <laughs> It's great. The office babes are livid. Yeah, they are. Oh, <laughs> they can't. They fucking want to go on a date with Saijo. They can't believe it. No. And then we get oh. this great location. I fucking mm. love this. Again, like, I just love all the fucking, like, that late 80s bubble era. Everything's super 
nice, but in this sort of outdated, yeah, showa kind of way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're in in this bar, very, mm. very showa era looking bar. Saijo's sitting there drinking champagne, champagne on his own. He's <laughs> got like a champagne flu <laughs> yeah. on the go. Yeah, but it's kind of this romantic, smoking a cigarette like a cool man. Yeah, he's, he's very like, darkly lit. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's looking like a cool, cool salary hunk. <laughs> and yeah, B- Biko comes in, sits down with him. He orders a vodka martini, makes a <laughs> shitty, shitty joke. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. He actually did a shake and not stirred yeah. for her. Like he had the balls to do the James Bond. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. Cause, I mean, it's such a ridiculous scene. But if you saw this person in real life, you yeah. would just want to fucking punch yeah, him in exactly. the face. You know, like he clicks his fingers at the weight. He's like, oh, shake and not stir. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> oh, it's, it's so over the top. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, Biko's really confused as to why he's invited her. He's mm. like, she's like, all the other girls, they're, they're prettier than me. But he's like, no, I, he goes, I... You're a diamond. Yeah, yeah, you're a diamond and <laughs> you're a diamond in the rough. And he, he's like, I, I want you to show the world how pretty you are. And he does a classic taking off of the oh, glasses. Yeah. He takes off her glasses you know, the classic kind of beauty reveal moment. Oh, but she it. kind of just looks the same. I kind of <laughs> loved this shot. You take it with glasses, and then the picture gets kind of all blurry, yeah. doesn't it? And But you kind of see, like, she's crying through the blur. Her oh. eyes are all watery. Poor Biko. Oh, but she, oh, she, oh, she's loving it, though. She's smitten. She's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, someone loves me for who I am. <laughs> and then we get the greatest, greatest transition ever. <laughs> we cut to them by the river. Mm. And dance ensues. <laughs> yeah, they dancing. have this fucking long night moonlit dance outside somewhere. <laughs> and it goes on for so long yeah. and it's so horribly filmed yeah. because we keep getting these establishing shots of the two of them dancing and the camera then flings off <laughs> to, to look at the sky or the sea or something. <laughs> and they're outside at night. How, yeah, where was this place? We how don't even they, know. How did they get there? <laughs> don't know. But like, I, I know a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go dance outside. On some, on some random <laughs> rooftop. <laughs> it's like there's no music. There's nothing. I mean, there's music added on into the oh, fuck, into that's the film. such a good point. So but, they should have done, like, a cut to the real world where there's, like, no, no sound. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, the shuffling of their feet. <laughs> To silence. <laughs> Dude, I cannot stand dancing. Yeah, really? like, uh, I mean, like, seriously dancing. You know, like, it's not like you go to the club or something, or you go to gig or something, you just have a little little shuffle, that's fine. But I cannot think of anything worse than, like, locking in with someone and romantically dancing somewhere. That just is, like, my idea of hell. Oh, but to, to think... That they're doing this and there's no music, there's no nothing. It was just like you, like you said, be their feet shuffling. It would get very awkward very quickly. Well, and things do get very awkward oh, very yeah. quickly. There's a sudden turn because he goes to kiss her. Mm. As he goes to kiss her, her ears pop up out of nowhere and his reaction. <laughs> I mean, what would your reaction be if you went to kiss someone and bunny ears popped up? I'd probably go... I'd probably assume it was, like, a, a funny prank. I'd be like, hey! That would probably be my reaction. I'd be like, hoi! Hoi! You would well, say yeah, I would say, hoi! What would your reaction be? You kind of put me on the spot. I've never thought about this. Maybe I, that your reaction would be stunned silence, then. Uh, yeah. I would probably ask if they have a tail as well. There you go, yeah. I would definitely not do what Saijo does, 
which is completely freaks out and runs away in a fucking panic. He calls her a monster. Yeah, he's like, you're a fucking he goes, monster. Yeah. And his reaction, I think he says, acha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is apparently a very, like, manga-esque reaction. Yeah, yeah. That cracked Tana up quite a lot. It's, it is ridiculous. As, as he runs, though, he's kind of, like, flicking his legs around. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very... Kawasaki kind of thing like people oh, like, it? M- moving in this cartoonish kind of way it in is his early work he, yeah. he loves that shit right oh god and then something happens in this next part that is one of my favourite things about this film <laughs> so as Biko's walking home all sad we get this fucking oh, it, it's it's crazy we get a super imposed tortoise <laughs> giant super imposed tortoise <laughs> Walking across the frame. Yeah. And it's doing like this. How do you explain the sound? Like, it, it's like a digital synthesized like, oh, yeah. video game oh, yeah. walk. And there's no, 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 no one make, draws any attention to it. It just there's happens. No context to it whatsoever. And it's a recurring thing at this. this <laughs> I, 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 it was so out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, what? What yeah. the fuck? fuck was that literally just a superimposed tortoise walks across <laughs> the screen it's great and everything that we've seen up until this point has been you know very wacky and bizarre but mm. within its own narrative yeah. this scene was just so out of nowhere yeah it's just like it's almost like they finished the film and they're like let's make it a bit more wacky i've yeah. got this footage of this tortoise <laughs> why don't we just put it in a yeah. few scenes <laughs> But tell you what though, I, I I watched this uh, first time on my own a few days ago, and then I watched it again last night with uh, mm. with my partner. Oh, you made and... her watch this? Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, you're gonna love this. I was like, you're gonna love it. Come on, let's let's do it together. And uh... what was her, what was the reaction? Well, I, I was waiting for the tour because that that for me that yeah. fucking blew my mind, yeah. and I was like, here it comes, it's the bloody tour. And and she had like no reaction. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, did you not see the fucking tortoise? And, uh, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, don't like, don't you think that's kind of mad? And she was like, yeah, but you know, thinking about it, rabbits and tortoise come in sets in Japan. And for her, <laughs> she thought about it really logically. That does and actually make sense. Rabbits and tortoise are often considered as a set. Or like a pair, like you got the oh. race of the tortoise and the hare. And I was like, well, don't apply logic to this woman. <laughs> but I feel like she kind of hit hit like hit the nail on that one. I didn't even think of that. Me neither. For me, it was just so, so abstract that I didn't even think that it <laughs> might be a reason. But she managed to figure it out quite logically. Oh, fuck. I did not think of that. It's still completely out of the blue. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Biko <laughs> heads home. We hear someone, as she walks in, we hear someone, a man's voice, someone angrily watching, excitedly, (laughs) somewhere between anger and excitement, Mm. watching baseball. And we see the TV, which has bunny ears. That's the antenna. Yeah, the antenna is literally bunny ears, which I thought was was a great, great gag. And um, we're not seeing who's watching the TV, but we're we're seeing, like, bits of his body. Mm. And it's pretty clear at this point. It's a it's rabbit. A, it's a rabbit. Yeah, it's a bunny. And he demands off screen, he's demanding for her to, to make dinner. Mm. And at this point, she's home, so her ears just pop up. 
I guess she's like relaxing now. Relaxed at yeah. home, yeah. So she prepares the meal, chopping vegetables, chopping carrots, and she she sits opposite this still not seen figure, mm. <laughs> and <laughs> he starts eating the carrots, and we finally get <laughs> the reveal yeah. of Daddy Bunny. <laughs> I love the reveal because. We see him eating the carrot. You see the kind of the big fluffy hand take the carrot. Yeah. And then the ca- the camera like zooms <laughs> yeah. out and you see his face. And how would you describe oh, it? fucking hell. It's, it's hard it's to like describe. It's like almost like a caricature of a rabbit man. Yeah. It's very overly exaggerated features. It's kind of frightening. Like it's quite terrifying. Mm. Like, yeah, like you say bunny man, like the face is not... A typical cute rabbit face. It's, oh no, it's, it's like not a cute fucked at all. up man's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's quite terrified. He's got this massive fucking mouth as well. Oh yeah, with big old teeth. So when I saw this, I was pretty blown away by that puppet because mm. it, it looks cool. Like yeah. it's terrifying and, and it's a fucking cool puppet. So this is quite exciting stuff right, about go. this. So I, I asked Kawasaki, you know, who who made this? Like, what was the you know story behind this puppet? So it was sculpted by Fuyuki Shinada, mm-hmm. who would later, the year after this, go on to work on Godzilla vs. Violent. <laughs> and he is the sculptor, the creator of Violent, which is, I don't know, I, I know you've never seen it. Godzilla guy, but that is one of the best monsters. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking amazing, like, plant monster. So he. <laughs> He worked on that, a whole lot of other Godzilla films. He worked on Ultraman shows, in- including Ultraman uh, Ginga and Ultraman Orb, which, again, I know you don't like Ultraman, but they're fucking great shows. They're like right, it, up on my, uh, right up on my yeah. shelf right there, but they're like two of my favorite shows. Mm. Yeah, he also worked on the Kawasaki film, The Monster X Strikes Back, which mm. is kind of this unofficial sequel to a, an old kaiju film. Okay. Yeah, it's the full title is The Monster X Strikes Back Attack the G8 Summit. Fucking <laughs> So it's set in the G8 <laughs> Summit. He said that... Because I was interested to know, like, how... It looked kind of like a complicated puppet. But Kawasaki was like, no, nah, it was it was all good. It, it was easy to, like to manipulate. It looked like, as he was talking, he was, like, opening... The, 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 the guy in the costume was opening the mouth with his arm. Like, he was moving his mm. arm up and down to create yeah, the yeah. looks of it opening and closing. But this puppet just adds such a great layer to to this i i think it without it it would it, i might not have chosen to do it right this. but as soon as i saw that that face like fuck that is messed up we've, we've got to do this it's quite it, it is quite the stuff of nightmares isn't it yeah it's <laughs> terrifying um, and they're having dinner and he's like hey where are your carrots yeah because <laughs> she's not eating carrots she's yeah. having radish instead yeah they have this this big argument over her kind of bunny denial stuff right so he's like come on eat the carrots they give you energy she just doesn't want to do it she's sick of of this whole thing she has to hide her ears Mm. men don't like her she doesn't want to be she doesn't want to be a rabbit (laughs) this conversation (laughs) escalates so much it's ridiculous oh my god and and then it yeah she drops a bombshell as well in there so yeah the the daddy bunny it's like, no, you can't hide from being a rabbit. It's yeah. like very, it's like really serious the <laughs> yeah. way it's delivered. It's like, rabbits are better than humans. We're noble creatures. And then Miko's like, well, mum's dead. Yeah. Because Mom of you. Because, <laughs> because you're a rabbit. 
and we don't get too much more details but basically like yeah mum suffered so much because you're because she married a fucking rabbit is basically the message here but then what does he say he goes no that well she died from a disease yeah, yeah she and was sick she died and then she's like i hate you i hate you. I'm, I'm watching this scene like unfold in front of me i was like hang on um isn't this an image video about yeah. a half rabbit woman why are we learning about dead mums and yeah. diseases and just to paint the picture this room that they're in is really grimly lit. Yeah. Like, like the, the, there's cracks in the windows. Everything is this gray, dark brown. It's very, very unattractive. Yeah. And we're having this conversation about dead mums and diseases. So after she says, I hate you, I hate you, he does the, the Chabadai flip. He flips the table and then fucking punches her. <laughs> Do you know about the this um the whole table flip thing no. in Japan? Oh, oh! So I cannot believe that they did this. So there's this thing called uh, chabadai gaishi, mm. and the chabadai is that low table, like the one that we're sitting around now. So it's it's a low table, short legs, and the uh, the chabadai gaishi or table flip, if you want. It's such a kind of image of the Showa era and like mm. angry dads. And always when there's an escalation in conversation, always, always, always the dad flips the table and more often than not punches someone. Right, like, right. It's so embedded in the Showa era yeah. culture. And I think that there was like an anime or manga and every single episode guaranteed the dad does the Chapada guy. Right, right. And it became so big that there's actually an arcade game. <laughs> there's an arc and there's a table the controller is the table and you have to flip it it's like one of those like punching bag arcade games where you've got to flip the table up <laughs> it's fucking great oh my god I yeah. had no idea that's oh, amazing it's awesome yeah so the bunny dad uh, flips the table mm. punches mm. punches Biko down and she she walks out yeah she does a runner she's very understandably upset after yeah. that but daddy daddy bunny is also pretty down about this you oh. can tell he, he regrets what he what he did he takes out some rabbit sake it's got like a little rabbit logo on it did, did you see the name of the sake no what, what was it i missed it what was it <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of the instances where i was like this film is genius because there's yeah. so many subtleties like yeah. like you said there's there's some sake that he pulls out from the cupboard i think on the label there are pictures of rabbits maybe yeah yeah but the name of the sake itself is brain stroke <laughs> Fuck, I didn't see that. That's great. <laughs> wow. So he, he starts sculling down his brain stroke <laughs> sake, yeah. and he's looking at the shrine of his his, his wife, mm. and he's he's kind of you know sadly talking about his daughter. He doesn't understand why she's acting this way. Talking about their relationship, like his mm. wife and his dead wife's relationship with him, and how she loved him. Even though uh, he's a rabbit. And then it gets into some, like, kind of feels like at times this film feels like it's an animal fucking grooming film or something. Because <laughs> it, it's like, you know, we're both creatures on the planet. You know what's wrong? We, we should be able to love each other. There's a fair bit of that stuff in this Oh, yeah. Film. And yeah, he, he walks over and opens this cupboard. Mm. And this red light comes over him. Mm. It's like this flashing red light. And then we cut away. It's kind of filmed low down. He mm. looks quite sinister, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So we he don't got the red light in his face. Kind of smoke engulfs the room. Mm. 
Mm. And then we don't see what happens mm. after this point. Then we cut outside and there's a woman that we haven't met yet. Mm. She's walking down this tunnel and who oh, walks mate, past? Oh, the tortoise walks past again. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> With Did that you... same sound effect. Oh, yes. Well. Beow, beow, beow. <laughs> Do you have any information about this lady? No, I don't. No. Because I was, I was very curious because she doesn't look full Japanese. She looks like half. Right. Mm. And in the credits, there there is a, a foreigner like appearing. And, okay. And I was watching it with my uh, partner last night and, and she was curious as to who that was. Mm. And my, yeah, my partner researched her and she said that she was in some NHK program or something. But I, yeah. I didn't look into her that, at all. But oh, I should have looked into that more. There are a few foreign actors that Kawasaki uses right. a few times over. So I wonder if this is someone... Who would appear in his later work as Interesting. well? Interesting, you know. I, I didn't. I didn't check up on on uh, her. No worries. Yeah. So we got some attractive half German Japanese lady walking through the tunnel at night with a tortoise, mm. <laughs> and a yeah, like a shadow appears in the background. She reacts to it straight away, panics, starts to run, and then we start to see that the shadow is actually this pineapple <laughs> man that we saw at the start dancing around, and we've got this. <laughs> <laughs> like tribal yeah. drumbeat kind of music playing. Yeah. I tell you what, they're quite unsettling. They Their movement is freaky. It kind of reminded me of um, I don't know if you, I think you. I, I'm going to say you did watch it. You know, like the Power Rangers. Oh yeah. Do you remember yeah. those? Like I think they're called Puddies or Paddies or something. The yeah, gray, the yeah, gray yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had that really kind of erratic movement to them. Sure. And yeah. these reminded me of them. It is that. that it's kind very of unsettling. It's like a cartoonish kind of walk, but I think it's made frightening by by the design. Yeah. So it's, it's basically a man with a pineapple as a head, but googly eyes. Yeah. On it and um and like Hawaiian shirts. Like they're all in Hawaiian <laughs> course, shirts. But the mouth, oh man. The mouth is almost like a V shape. It's like this mm. big thick V shape. Yeah. Um so it almost looks like a smile. And it really reminded me of um you know, in recent times we had that Momo Oh, the Momo that's, challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what Tana said. When oh we yeah. Watched it. She's like, they kinda of look like Momo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, they are very Momo esque. Mm. That I think that's yeah, there's something unsettling, sure, un- uncanny about them. Yeah, so she gets dragged away. The German, half German, half half Japanese lady. <laughs> And then we get the fucking funniest, like, newspaper headings that start coming up. They start flashing onto the screen, like, these reports of beautiful women being kidnapped. And it says, over 10,000 women are missing. 10,000 women have been kidnapped. <laughs> By pineapples. By pineapples, <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, the office bullies, the, the office, office bully, bully babes, bully babes they're reading the paper and instead of being scared, they're pissed off yeah. because they haven't been kidnapped. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure, we, we get it if uh, Biko isn't kidnapped, yeah. but what about us? <laughs> so Biko goes back home and Daddy Bunny is gone. There's a pineapple on the table. Yeah, a pineapple on the table. She's waiting around for him all kind of annoyed. A clock chimes. It's like a bunny cuckoo clock. Oh, yeah. Great art direction in this film. A lot of effort. I, I, I love the subtleties the in this film. Yeah. yeah. And then we get this great montage of her looking for her dad. Can I just stop you just for a second? Just before that, before she goes out, did you um, see what she was doing? So she's got this big bottle and she's got a wooden stick and she's like pumping the stick into it while she's mm, waiting for her. Mm. Did you get that? 
No. Because I had no idea what she was doing. No, I had no idea. Either. So I had to ask my partner about that. Bit of a tangent. But it's, I think it's kind of interesting as well. Nothing to do with the bunny stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, so basically, imagine like a massive glass bottle of sake. Mm. And it's filled with rice. And she has this big wooden stick, almost like a broom handle. And she's like pumping it in and out to mm. it. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And apparently, this comes from um, during the wartime... So during the wartime, the country used to give out rations of rice. Mm. And as, as the war continued, they couldn't get white rice anymore. So they were giving out brown rice. Mm. But because Japanese people love rice, they wanted to eat white rice. What they would do is they would put the brown rice into these big sake bottles and pound it with this wooden stick. And it would refine the rice and eventually turn it into white rice by like shedding the outer layers and apparently that continued quite long after the war, but especially for uh, for poorer families. Ah, okay. And it was often the child's job right. in these poorer families to refine <laughs> the rice by hand. So I think that was really like, they really tried to create that image of her being from like this poor rundown family. That's a really great little detail. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just asked my partner and she was like, yeah, like people of this era won't know what that is because mm. you'd never see anyone. No one's doing that. But oh, during the wartime and slightly after the war, that was yeah. still relatively <laughs> a thing. That is, that is fascinating. <laughs> oh. So I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. You, you could have refined rice. There you go. <laughs> so try, try a bit of that uh, after this podcast. Got some brown rice in the fridge. <gasps> oh, but saying that she said like, even though people don't do it nowadays, I say she, I mean my partner, she said like, you a lot of like kids like f- when they go on field trips or something mm. you can do this as an experience like mm-hmm. refine your own rice and they still use the same methods mm-hmm. interesting anyway so <laughs> <laughs> so after she's refined some rice mm. she she heads out and we get this mm, excellent montage i love <laughs> this again it's like this i fucking love all this bubble era shit she's going around to these different places trying to find out where her dad is. Mm. So we see her at, like a, I guess, like an izakaya yeah. or something like that, a pachinko parlor, and just all these, like, video rental. Yeah, that's right, yeah. the video <laughs> rental place, all these great little pla- places. But everyone's very unhelpful and kind of barely paying any attention yeah, to Yeah, because her. she looks like a, a haggard old salary exactly, woman. Exactly, yeah. That's why they're not interested in her at this point. So she, she goes back home and... Seems like she's sort of given up. She's like, oh, maybe I'm better off without him. Mm. But then she opens up a cupboard and this photo yeah. falls out <laughs> and she sees herself as a as a kid with with um, the bunny daddy in, in this photo. Oh, and then from this photo, it fades into this montage that's been shot at Hanayashiki, uh, Hanayashiki yeah. Amusement Park mm. in, in, uh, in Taito. <laughs> we get this fucking stupid like montage of, of the bunny daddy with this child actor yeah. who's meant to be uh, Biko as a child and one of I feel bad saying this one of the worst child actors ever <laughs> just just the most mindless performance like her I mean, face she is must be the fucking five yeah, maybe yeah. you know but her face the entire time is yeah. empty like, yeah. there's nothing going on there <laughs> Within this montage, we see him on, like, different rides mm. and things like that. And then the bunny daddy is grabbed by these animals. <laughs> All of a sudden. Catches out of nowhere. So it's, like, really, like, happy-go-lucky. They're laughing together, yeah. eating ice cream together, going on rides, having a hell of a time. The music suddenly changes. Yeah. And these, like, animal catchers come yeah. along with nets. Grab him. Grab the dad. 
and oh god and I, put him in jail yeah and I love this shot so they throw him in jail and we get this amazing shot of him flying into the jail but it's a toy yeah. version of the bunny just like, like a little flopping down animal. it's <laughs> tiny he goes from this massive like larger than a human <laughs> size to this tiny little stuffed animal that they throw in a cell oh, so and good. then we just cut back to the girl <laughs> crying because yeah. her dad's been taken away <laughs> which oh. is which is like this film kind of in a nutshell, you have these really crazy, wacky, funny scenes, and then these really mm. dark parts. Yeah. So the camera just lingers on this five-year-old child weeping because her dad's just been taken away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right off from this really yeah, yeah. happy-go-lucky fairgrounds <laughs> montage. So then when we go back to mm. out of this memory, because changed her mind. She's like, I, I got to find my dad. I got to mm. do this. And she eats the carrot. And transforms finally into Miracle Buddy. Has she embraced her bunniness now? Yeah, she's she's going for it now. She's like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a fucking bunny. Eats the carrot. Her pants fall down. <laughs> I mean, how would you describe the Miracle Bunny outfit. Well, it's, uh, well, we said before, we've got the uh, the bunny ears, which just seems to be very cheap, like, headband, strap-on mm. kind of things. The suit, it's kind of like some weird leotards, like yeah. a gymnastic leotard with, a, like, a diamond cut out the middle, yeah. so you can see, like, her lower breasts hanging down and mm. her stomach. Apart from the ears, there's not really much bunniness going no, on, is there? It's not that, that bunny-esque, yeah. <laughs> so then we, we get a repeat of the montage that we saw before, but mm. this time... Everyone is loving it. And every time they talk to her, we get their their (laughs) eyes turn into hearts, but it's like sort of cut out paper put over their eyes. (laughs) Oh, it's great. Yeah, and and the way she moves, so she's bouncing now. Yeah, that's right. So she hops 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 into the the Jinko parlor, taps on the guy's shoulder. He turns around and immediately, it's just like a cut of a fray. Just has these like paper hearts stuck to his glasses now. (laughs) And she hops away with a ukulele now. Yeah, I don't know. So we don't. Something where these were found. Some but... kind of conversation happened yeah. between them. We don't see any of it. We see a hop over, tap on yeah. the shoulder. His eyes turn to hearts. Now she has a ukulele yeah. in her hand. Yeah. So now she's got the ukulele, and she goes back to the video rental place. And uh, again, the same guy, hearts on the eyes. She gets some some chocolate or whatever. Hops away. But that is where I saw and why I wanted to ask you about Ikochan. Hmm. Because there's a VHS of Ikochan on the counter. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, shit, there you go. And I was like, wait, because I've seen Ikochan before, and thinking back to it, there is a lot of somewhat similarities Mm. stylistically between these two films. And uh, I actually, I did a little search on Ikochan, and there is a lot of similarities in the box art between Miracle Bunny and Ikochan. And one of the the big things that uh, I noticed was... In Ikochan, the the N, it kind of like flicks up and there's a heart mark on the end. And in Miracle Bunny, it kind of flicks up and there's a rabbit paw print. Right, right. And I was like, so I was thinking like, is this kind of like a, a homage, homage, if you will, or he's taken inspiration? But it's the same director. Yeah, same That's guy. Awesome. So he put his previous film like bang in center frame of this yeah. video rental shop. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Nice. <laughs> I'm so glad that... that you told me that it's the same director. <laughs> so Biko is back at home now and she's got her clues that she's collected. Mm. So she's got pineapples, yep. the ukulele, and these macadamia nut 
chocolate mm. box of chocolates. Thing. They're delicious, by the way. Have you tried them? I don't oh, think I've tried great. them before. Mm. And yeah, they're, they're spinning around her. It's almost like she's meditating yeah. on these clues, trying to, you know, find the the connection between them. And then a title comes into <laughs> frame and it just says, Hawaii. <laughs> so then hard cut to a plane. Oh, yeah. And she's just heading to Hawaii. But... <laughs> but where does she really go? Okay, so when I was watching this the first time, I'm like... <laughs> Is this what Hawaii looks like? And I, and I was like, I was, I, I mean, I've never so been, I've, I've never been to to Hawaii, yeah. and I was like watching, I'm like, really, is this Hawaii? Like, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't no. look like Hawaii. And I was, yeah, just kind of baffled watching it the first yeah. time. And then when I talked to him, he told me it was actually shot in Cebu in the Philippines. Right. So th- this is kind of interesting. The reason that they. They went to Cebu. So initially, this was meant to be an image video, right? Mm. And the original plan for this was it would just be an image video where they would go to the Philippines and just shoot there. Right. And that would be it. Right. None of the bunny shit. <laughs> None of that stuff. <laughs> so he's that was still kind of part of the budget mm. of this film, that they could go to, to mm. Cebu and film this stuff. So that, okay. that's why in there. Don't know why they couldn't have just made it the Philippines in the no. storyline, but... I guess, the I guess there's more, here, like, right? things associated with Hawaii. Mm. Maybe they already had the pineapple mask, so it had to be Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know. But I feel like in... Because we mentioned before, this is a two-part series. Mm. In the first part, we don't really see the nitty and gritty of Hawaii, Cebu. Yeah. Like, we don't see the streets. It's more just, like, the beach. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really think too much about it during part one. But then in Miracle Bunny part two, I was like, this is definitely yeah. not, not Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something very wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> So now the film goes full image video yeah. at this point. So for the last, I don't know what it was, 10 minutes or something mm. of, of the film, we basically get a montage of Biko, mm. not in the Miracle Bunny outfit, just mm. in a variety of swimsuits, just doing shit in Cebu. So we see her playing with a bunch of dogs. There's a lot of footage of of dogs uh, biting her and, like, her carrying dogs. Yeah. We see her with some random fucking creepy gaijin kids. Oh, dude, no, this scene floored me. What, the, the kids? The kids. Yeah. I laughed so much during this shot because we, we got, like, this massive, like, I don't know, we got five minutes of her frolicking around in the ocean, playing with a beach ball, playing with some dogs, and then we just cut to, like, First, two little white babies, like toddlers, mm. naked on the beach, drinking some Sprite. Yeah. And then <laughs> the camera, like, pans across and she's holding one of them. Yeah. There's a third one which she's, like, holding like a baby. <laughs> this little white little kid just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it goes for so long, this mm. stuff. Um, the song's playing again as well, mm. right? One thing I enjoyed as well, she's doing all these flips mm. on the beach, just flipping and flipping and oh, flipping. Yeah. That's her thing. Because in Star Virgin, she also does a bunch oh, yeah. of flips in it. Oh, so good stuff. They must have just been like, yeah, what can you do? A uh, couple of flips. A few do pouty a few, faces. Do some pouty faces and some flips. And then, um, yeah, the song ends up cutting out and we see that she's on a boat. Mm. And then the film ends mm-hmm. there, basically. So the film ends. 
yeah, but yeah. we get a little voiceover, don't we? Yes. Like, yes. tune in next time to find out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And we see the tortoise again and walking it, it across says the frame. About, yeah. And the voiceover says, like, you know, and what's with that tortoise? Find out next time. <laughs> Which we don't. <laughs> Which we don't. <laughs> so, so that's the end of movie one. Yeah. So then we're on to movie two, which is... There's not much in this film. Did, because... you, did you watch these back to back? Yeah. Right. Because I watched part one and then I had to go to work. Yeah. And... I could not concentrate at work. I was like, I need to know what's happened <laughs> to Miracle Bunny. Like, does she find her dad? I, I need to know what's with the tortoise, what's with the pineapple man. That had so many questions unanswered yeah. that I, I, I could not could not wait to get back and start part two. But for for part two, literally the first ten minutes mm. of the film yeah. is a flashback. And bearing in mind, this recap. is only thirty minutes. Yeah, less than thirty minutes. So. There's only 17 minutes of new stuff in, yeah. in the second part. But we, we basically get a full uh, comprehensive recap <laughs> of the whole first film. I l- fucking love the music that's playing in this. It's some, like, banging 80s nonsense playing. Yeah, again, the there's a voiceover, which again <laughs> mentions the mysterious tortoise. Yeah, I was freaking out. I, I was freaking out. <laughs> because, like you said, we only had 17 minutes left yeah, yeah. of this story. And you're like, come on. And you know what? When you told me that this is, gonna, this is like an image video with a little story about a bunny woman, I thought it was going to be relatively simple. Yeah. It's not at all. I thought this was going to be her doing rabbit stuff, but we have her disappeared father, pineapple men kidnapping beautiful women, a tortoise that needs explaining. Like now she's in Hawaii, and I was like, how are they going to wrap all of this up with just 17 minutes left? And that's not the only thing. They don't even just try to wrap these up, they introduce more plots yeah. and more subplots. Like, they have. Fucking stuffed Ugh. this last 17 minutes with so, oh, it's, so many things. It's relentless. I love that. A tortoise that needs explaining. <laughs> We've got a tortoise that needs explaining. It needed to know. <laughs> so finally, after this massive recap, we see her at, at this beach bar oh. and she's forgotten why she's <laughs> come to Hawaii. She's like, wait, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, shit. I'm going to look for my dad because she's been too busy shooting an image video. <laughs> So the the first clue that she's looking into is mm. the pineapple. Oh. So <laughs> she's about to go off to to do some uh, sleuthing, <laughs> and we get this weird transition where yeah. we see these color bars, like yeah. color test bars, and they open up, and we get this fucking weird shit. This weird shot with all the pineapple men standing around this pixelated, like blown yeah. out character. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which makes it and almost having feel... some weird like meeting. It's like yeah. a pitch black smoky room, and they're all just like talking, like yeah, all weird <laughs> sounds playing. And yeah, like this this character that we can't see is mm. is pixelated, which almost feels pornographic in a weird <laughs> right, kind of way. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're looking at this photo of 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 uh, Biko, mm. and then yeah, back to Biko. She's wandering around Hawaii in Hawaii. quotations, but actually, oh my this, god, yeah, all this stuff, dude, it's. It's pretty... It's intense. Yeah. So, basically, you've got Eiko Kuroki walking around, just getting followed by an enormous amount of people. Mm. So they clearly they did are... not close off any anything no. to get to film this stuff. Yeah. You, I mean, you cannot see outside of the, the frame. The, the frame is so stuffed full of people's faces. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is, like, huddled up, staring directly at her, staring at the camera. <laughs> You can't even see the areas around the people. There's like hundreds of people, all eyes on her. 
and she's walking through some kind of weird like food market yeah asking if anyone has seen her dad mm. and then she winds up um at a pier like going to a pier <laughs> and we see a pineapple man who holds up a sign so the way that they start talking in this second yeah. movie they hold up signs like in an old kind of uh looney tunes cartoon sure, you know like sure, wiley yeah, coyote yeah. kind of thing <laughs> So he holds up a sign and he and it's pointing to a map that mm. he has yeah. and it says this is the map to our base. Yeah. And uh, he he follows up after her. he's like following her and leaves the map on mm. the ground in front of her. But before she can so he's like trying to coax her to the <laughs> the the the, the, uh, the secret base. But then it blows away. <laughs> And he chases after the map, the pineapple man, and gets smashed by a truck. And I love the way it's got all this music playing. And then when he gets hit by the truck, the music just cuts out suddenly. <laughs> Kawasaki told me, I was asking him what, what's his favorite thing from this film. Yeah. Is that definitely the pineapple men, the pineapple monsters <laughs> getting hit by cars. Because it. this is a running gag. I, this it. is the best running gag ever. I yeah. fucking died when that happened. <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then um, then the next scene that, that's, uh, again, the, these pineapple guys trying to trying to capture. Oh, I Biko. love this part. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. We, it's kind of like a, a restaurant, I, I guess, yeah. or... But the establishing shot, yeah. there's just this really fucking fat white man in Speedo <laughs> sitting at the table. He's clearly... Like, you can hear him talking a little bit, clearly British as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the... Yeah, the pineapple men are sort of hiding in this restaurant mm. and again they hold up a sign that says change of plans and another one holds holds up a sign saying they're, they're gonna put her to sleep with a poison dart yeah. we get this ridiculous yeah. sequence of them blowing poison darts trying to hit Biko who's in this restaurant but it keeps hitting other people including the previously mentioned disgusting fat girl. Oh, fuck I feel really bad for saying that what that he's a disgusting I mean, he's pretty grim looking. A grim guy, Jin. But when he gets hit, <laughs> when he gets hit, he just screams, "No!" <laughs> no! <laughs> everyone, like everyone else, just kind of gets oh. hit and falls asleep silently. Only him goes, "No!" Oh god, oh. so good. And then she kind of just gets up and walks yeah. off. Everyone else is unconscious in this <laughs> restaurant, and she just walks out. She, oh, she's completely oblivious to yeah. the fact that she's, she's being followed by pineapple man. Completely oblivious. <sighs> and yeah, the as she's walking around, the pineapple man are following in that this kind of stupid cartoon yeah. kind of walk that they do. And then, yeah, she sees a woman. Ah. And she's like, is that my mum? Like, she sees, sees, like, is that my mum? And uh, then... then oh, the her mum, who she thinks is dead. Yeah, so yeah, she's then, in shock. Yeah, so she's shocked by this. <laughs> and the pineapple men that are, are following her get hit by a truck again. <laughs> That's it. So she, in her shock, she's like, my mum, she throws this pineapple that she's holding right, up in yeah, the yeah. air. And they, they're running towards her. They trip on the pineapple. And two of them fall in front of a truck. <laughs> Get hit again. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so good. And but- then she's approaching the mum, right? And she's mm. eating the chocolate macadamia nuts. Mm. And then she drops a macadamia nut. And a guy who was about to get her with a net, another pineapple man, <laughs> flips over her, gets hit by another truck. <laughs> it's relentless, the truck stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's then face to face with who she thinks is her mother. Mm. And it is it is a- Aiko it's played uh, by playing yeah. the role as well, which is hilarious because it, it's the, they look the same age. But it's not her mum. Mm. It's actually her mum's twin sister. Another plot. There you go, just thrown in here. 
Yoshie is her, her name, and we get a whole lot of exposition here. <laughs> so this aunt starts explaining what's going on, and um, yeah, Biko doesn't remember this aunt, doesn't know that mm. she exists, and explains she's here to to look for her dad. Then the aunt just drops all this stuff. Like, just, there's so much going on in this scene. But yeah, she tells her the, the backstory, basically, mm. to her her dad, Daddy yeah. Bunny, and the her mother. So, basically, 18 years ago, Daddy Bunny entered the lives of these twin sisters. <laughs> he apparently had a swagger about him that only a rabbit could have. <laughs> and actually, the aunt... Yoshie oh. was the one that was head over heels in love. They were set to marry, bunny. weren't yeah. they? Yeah, so they were set to get to, to get married. Apparently, Miko's mum was also like into the rabbit too, but but it was actually the aunt and and mm. the the daddy bunny that were supposed to get married. And he proposed to her, not the mother, but then in a drunken stupor, out of excitement that his baseball team, the Giants, had won <laughs> won a match. He drunkenly mistook Biko's mother mm. for the aunt and fucked her. <laughs> Knocked her up. Knocked her up. But when when this part is explained, we then cut to this cartoon image <laughs> of what looks like the bunny daddy sexually assaulting Biko's yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense. <laughs> uh, what does Biko say? So because of that, she was so shocked that she couldn't have kids anymore. Yeah. So the, and so she came to live with the pineapples. Yeah, yeah. So the, the aunt was so shocked. She couldn't have kids. Came to live with the pineapples. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. We don't know if she's referencing pineapples themselves or, or the, the pineapple, pineapple men. men. What's going she on? She says came to live with the pineapples. But yeah, B- Biko is very upset by this news. But the aunt's like, no, no, don't blame your dad. He's a good dad, even though he's a rabbit. <laughs> and a rapist. <laughs> rapist rabbit. The aunt's like, don't, don't be sad for me. I feel proud to be one of the very few women who loved a rabbit. <laughs> and one day, man and rabbit will get along. And the only person that can make that happen is Biko. <laughs> wow. Again, this kind of like, what's this film? What's this agenda? Yeah. This film is pushing of like, hey, come on, let's go fuck rabbits. Seems like there's a lot of ulterior motives. Yeah. But Biko gets it. She's like, yeah. I, I get you. I'm going to embrace my my uh, inner rabbit. It's not even inner rabbit. Her rabbitness. Rabbitness. <laughs> so then she's she's down by the beach because sitting by the beach and she's oh. trying to play the the ukulele. She can't play for shit, can she? No, she can't play for shit. And then a man, very oh, special God. man, oh, God. appears behind her. <laughs> and do you know who who that is? No, who is it? That is. Kawasaki himself. No, no in a way. cameo, yeah. Oh, awesome. And uh yeah, Kawasaki appears behind her mm. and takes the ukulele and starts playing it. And fuck mate, this cracked me up something Dude, fierce. He his expression <laughs> is fucked. He's like he's in this constantly fixed, frozen, wide-eyed, massive <laughs> grin face. He looks he looks like a maniac playing ukulele but it's not just the ukulele yeah we got drums we got keyboard we got well, loads of instruments all just kick off at the same time that's what cracked me up there is nothing in the song that's playing that sounds like a ukulele <laughs> it's all like synthesized nonsense that's playing that just fucking made me laugh so much it yeah. was great not even that he plays for so long that it actually goes into nighttime. yeah <laughs> 
It's so crazy. It starts like in lunchtime. We cut back and the song's playing the whole time. But the next shot is just seemingly at night. And then he pulls out a mallet. Oh, mm. so his face turns into a pineapple man. Yeah, yeah. He he looks at the camera. Is yeah. that smile that he had disappears yeah. and he morphs into the pineapple man. And he holds, takes out a mallet. Bonker. Bonker. But I was thinking, why not just bonker with a ukulele? Yeah. Where did the mallet come from? Bonk. Bonk. She's Bonks, out. Bonk to bits. She's out. She's done. She wakes up on. It's kind of creepy this scene. Oh yeah. She she wakes up on this slab basically <laughs> in this black room tied mm. down. Mm. Yeah, it is a little bit mm, fetishy disturbing. And she she's looking around the pineapple men are all there. Yeah. Dancing around her. <laughs> That's all they do. And she she doesn't have access to her powers cuz she's hungry. She hasn't oh, eaten any, yeah. any carrots recently. Mm. <laughs> and then this this thing that we previously saw getting pixelated out yeah. appears and not entirely sure how I don't to know describe how you, it, yeah. but it looks like a robot, I guess. Yeah, and it's laughing this horrible fucking laugh, like ear mm. destroying <laughs> laughter. <laughs> and this robot alien thing introduces itself as Kamehameha, as in like Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what Tana's like. Do you know what that is? It's like a. She was like, it's a Dragon Ball Z mm. reference, but it's also got a connection to Hawaii and Oh really? Yeah. It, ah. it was one of those things where I'm like, this is a tangent that's maybe not worth going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Basically this uh this character he says that he's been trying to collect all the all the beautiful babes that he can find and he was born to make a harem. It's, it's, make a harem. it's his destiny is to make a harem. And Biko is also gonna be part of this uh, harem, right? Not harem. harem. What am I saying? Is it harem or harem? Whatever. I'm not. I'm not that experienced with harems or har- harems. Uh, and yeah, as he's like talking about this, we get this flash of all the, all the kidnapped women, but they're all like paper cutouts, <laughs> yeah. like going up and down and screaming. Oh man, that was great. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Biko's not happy. She's freaking out. She's calling out for her dad to mm. come and save her, but she's tied down. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. a carrot. Yeah, drops ma- down. Magically drops I, down. You know, I couldn't tell what it was because it's uh, the first time I watched it. I was like, "Where the fuck did that carrot come mm. from?" But then on the second time, it seems like the um, the boss alien robot man leans forward. Yeah. So it seemed like it may have dropped out from him, which makes sense with the the reveal that we yeah. get after this. But uh, she manages to eat it, transforms into Miracle Bunny, mm. breaks out of her chains, beats the shit out of all of the pineapple men. <laughs> Yeah. And she, when I say beats, she's fucking picking them up, <laughs> flinging them around. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> picking that one up and throwing it across the room. That was fucking great. I love that. Yeah, she kicks off the mm. robot guy's head. Lo and behold, biggest fucking twist of the film. It's Daddy Bunny. <laughs> and he's like, you got me. At this point, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Was he trying to fuck his daughter? Right. He was trying to make a harm with his own daughter. Very upsetting. Uh, but yeah, basically, he claims that <laughs> this was all part of some very complicated scheme where he won- He basically, his goal was that he wanted her to appreciate being a bunny, get over her bunny denial. <laughs> yeah. So he decided to come up with a scheme where she would be forced to use her powers mm. and be proud of herself. And she kind of accepts it. She's like, oh, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> but then she's like, hang on, you've kidnapped yeah. 10,000 women. 
thousand. Yeah, so it says in the newspaper article, right? You know, what are you going to do with all these babes? Yeah. And the the dad's like all kind of sheepish. Yeah. And he's he's like, well, you know, I'm a guy. He's going to bang them. You know, what am I going to do? And then we we get this again, like a cutaway to like a painting, like Mm. this sort of manga looking image of of the buddy daddy surrounded by all these babes. (laughs) And yeah, this picture, this drawing was by an artist called Yutaka Kondo, Mm. who's a manga artist. Mm. And do you know those books? You know Yokai Attack? Yeah. And there's another one called Ninja Attack? I don't know that one. So I think that's like the same series. I think he was, from what I could see, it's this seems to be the same style and same right. name. I think he's the illustrator oh, okay. of that. But yeah, he, he's a, a manga artist. But I love that image. I would love to have that framed. It's on my great. Wall. The rabbit daddy's kind of kicking back. He's getting his drink poured by all these babes, <laughs> getting a massage. One of them's fanning him with a leaf or something. It's yeah. his own like paradise <laughs> of kidnapped women. Yeah. But he's like, that's what, you know, if I was going to do something, at least I could do this in the most beautiful place in the world with all these beautiful babes. It's every man's dream. Mm. But I wanted you to stop me from doing it. So it all worked out. And then what does she do? She kicks him in the balls. She kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> Not in a kind of angry way, just in a delighted yeah. way. She's like, hey, boom, like, kicks him <laughs> in the nuts. And then that's... And that's it. Kind of it. So he's like in pain. She's laughing, bouncing around the screen. Yeah. And then and then we cut to outtakes. Yeah. So not only <laughs> yeah, did yeah. this film yeah, have true. a massive recap, there are also outtakes so within of, this 17 minutes. Yeah, so we get quite a lot of outtakes as mm. well. There's a lot going on at the end in terms of the, the bloops. And so basically the new footage in this film was what, like 12 minutes, that's something mad. like that. And they, and that's a, a lot of plot in that 12 minutes as well. <laughs> they introduced new storylines. <laughs> Madness. And that's it. That's, and that's, that's, that's the miracle, film. buddy. We don't, we don't find out about the that tortoise. Tortoise, tortoise. But I think that was just, that's just a great gag of like, yeah, look at this random thing <laughs> that we're never going to tie up. Yeah. This film was wild. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot believe how much they stuffed into these two tiny little episodes. Yeah, so much going on. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, I, I asked Kawasaki about the reaction mm. to this film or like its popularity. And honestly, when I watched it, I was also baffled because I'm like, it's kind of an image video, but but it's not as yeah. well. So who is this for? Is it for kids? Like it can't really be, but... He's like, no, 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 it was for adults. It was right. an image video. But he said it didn't get much of a response. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't particularly popular. But, like, the, the image part of the, the so-called image video is just so, so, so short. <laughs> yeah, and, like, tucked away at... it's Yeah, you're right. It's, like, it's tiny. Mm. Even though it feels long within the context of a narrative. Yeah. But as an image video, you'd just be like, what the fuck am I yeah. watching? When, when am I supposed to jerk off during this? <laughs> Yeah, when she's getting bitten by the dogs or when, what? When he's taking his five-year-old kid to the theme park. Oh, like, like, when is the so-called erotic part supposed to happen? And it's right mm. at the end of part one. Oh, and then man. we just see the same footage again yeah, yeah. in part so, two. You're not getting more image. You're getting if, the same image. How pissed off would you be if you bought that second second one? You'd be like, what the fuck? There's no extra <laughs> wank material here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it is unlike 
anything I, I've seen because I've I've never seen two things mashed together in, in that that kind of way. Sure, <laughs> it's, it's and it's not going to satisfy anyone. It's it's, it's perfectly <laughs> in between. Yeah. This is this doesn't belong in any genre. This yeah. is very much just its own original thing. Yeah, wow. But I did I did absolutely mm. love it though. I had such a good time with this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whilst um when you were speaking to to Kawasaki, did he? mention anything about the actress not not much like just his answers were pretty short so i, I didn't get too much mm. detail from him but just that she was an idol at the time and right. that's kind of it yeah mm. i wonder what her thoughts on the movie are now <laughs> well she left the business so yeah. i guess it was not something she was into because <laughs> i guess it's it's something like depending on on where she stands because if she's an idol and she wanted to create an image video this mm. is just like this isn't an image video by textbook definition she'd be sure. like what the fuck man you were supposed to just film me like running around in my bikini the whole time i've got <laughs> a, a domestic violence rabbit father yeah. and there's pineapple men like where the f- you're supposed to show my sexy side what the fuck is this about but then on the other hand she's mm. doing something different and you a lot more creative yeah that would appeal just to a different audience yeah i think you know she's she did a lot of other image videos from the looks of it as well oh, okay. so so maybe this was kind of a nice change right for her as well mm. but yeah it's it's a yeah fascinating little little video little two videos <laughs> i loved it i loved it i asked also asked kawasaki what he thought of it mm. now like because this is way back early in his mm. career he said that he, it's not a film that he's particularly satisfied with, mm-hmm. but he it is like his baby, this film. So he does still have a lot of fondness for mm. it, which, which is nice to hear. It does feel like a kind of passion project, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I like about him. Like everything I've seen by him, mm. you can tell he's into it and it's mm. his It's his thing. He, mm. He's got his own style and I've never seen anything by him that even the stuff I didn't like so much, it still felt like he was making what he wanted to make and right. putting an effort in. Yeah, this definitely feels like a stepping stone to what he would do much later in his career mm. with Calamari Wrestler and Executive Koala and stuff like it's that. It's quite amazing he managed to just pursue that same theme, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. But yeah, I had a fucking great time with these two. <laughs> I was really pumped to do this for, <laughs> for the podcast. But yeah, when I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, is Guy going to hate this? I don't know. <laughs> fucking loved it, mate. Oh, great. Fucking great. loved it. <laughs> yeah. I-, I wanted a Miracle Bunny Part 3. Oh, yes, please. Bring her out of retirement. Oh, I wonder Do what... Part oh, 3. She probably can't hop as well as she used yeah. to. She's got a dodgy hip or something. <laughs> so the hard thing... It's always hard to do the mm. the wrong amateur. Especially oh. hard for something as fucking weird as this. Yeah. So the, the wrong amateur how wrong the film is, how much it shouldn't exist, how fucked up it is. This film is not that fucked up, no. really. There's a lot of oddness mm. to it. But it, it also is deeply strange, and there's not really anything like this. Like, sure. the, this melding of, of image, video, and a narrative mm. story. But I, I'm not going to go too high uh, I think I'm going to say five mm. on the scale mm. for this one. How, how about you? I was thinking about a six. Mm. Okay. I think, yeah, as, as I briefly mentioned before, when you said 
Well, when you told me what kind of film it is, I was expecting, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're expecting a half woman, half bunny doing bunny stuff. That's fine. But the thing which I really loved and the thing that really took me by surprise is how dark this goes at certain yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the weird kidnapping subplot and the she has a secret aunt who her dad raped and stuff and the, the dad's like beating her at the table. I was like, wait, isn't this supposed to be a jerk off movie? Yeah. And she, at the very beginning, she's like, you killed my mom. Like, yeah. I can't jerk off to this. Yeah. It was, I think it's those like subtle, weird, dark things in there that kind of like crank this up a little bit for me. Mm. Yeah. And I love all this. Point. This is not to do with the wrong one, but I loved all the subtleties in there. Like, having the sake called like brain stroke mm. and having uh equal chan vhs sitting at the counter yeah, yeah. of the uh the vhs store the details in the art direction are mm. really great even for this low budget mm. little film like he he really puts an effort into yeah. those details yeah it was good I- i'm glad i watched it nice <laughs> what have we got next time well next time this might be tad controversial doing two japanese films in a row Uh-oh. but we're in bloody <laughs> japan so uh next week we are going further down the uh the odd adult video mm-hmm. rabbit hole and we are doing um tampon tango i'm really glad that you chose this because i've been meaning to watch oh, this yeah? for I don't know, 15 years. Oh, bloody hell. Okay. So it's about time I, <laughs> yeah. I finally watch it. So Sample. I'm excited for right. that one. Awesome. We said it at the top, but I'll say it again. Please follow us on Twitter, SMSW Podcast. And what is, what's the other one? Oh, Gmail. Oh, yeah. uh, if you want to send us a, an email, show me something wrong at gmail.com. And yeah, biggest one, please leave us a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts. And tell your mates about us. Go on. Go on. Go on. Do it. Do it. Tell your rabbits. Tell your rabbits? Yeah. Bunnies. Miracle bunnies. Tell your miracle bunnies? Yeah. Tell your miracle bunnies. Come on, Dave. What a strange way to end the pod. <laughs> <laughs>